I am here at Camp Kotak, joined by Leland Miller, founder and CEO of China Beige Book. Leland, great to have you here. I want to just get your sense on what's going on with the Chinese economy. Is the Chinese uh, government going to pump a lot of stimulus so that we have an economic recovery? People have been talking about this economic recovery. What What is the state of the economy in China? Uh, yeah, thanks. I, I I don't think we're going to see big bang uh, stimulus. Uh, but I don't think uh, we're going to see big bang stimulus for a number of reasons. But the big one is that people have been running with a flawed story all year long. Actually, since the end of last year when Xi Jinping ripped off the COVID zero band-aid and markets prepped themselves for what they thought was going to be this mega reopening rally. And what we were saying back then was, look, there will be a reopening. There's not going to be a reopening rally, especially in December, January, February, probably March, because the economy wouldn't be reactivating. Uh, you know, you're going to have hundreds of millions of people with COVID. You're going to have the, the COVID zero administrative state had to be broken down over time. So essentially, you're, you started off the year with these enormous expectations, and they were never realistic. People who were tracking the economy at the time were very, you know, clear on the fact that that this was not that there was a recovery that could be that we could see this year but it wasn't going to happen in Q1. So I think people got way ahead of themselves, huge expectations and then what happened? You didn't see the recovery and and as is the case most times with with China watchers and markets watching China uh, who are very bipolar either you know, you're confident that there's going to be this soaring, beautiful rally right around the corner, or you think that the hard landing is approaching and the collapse is nigh. And 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 so people are very, very positive, very negative. They're rarely in between. So what happened when people were too confident early in the year is they got too negative immediately. Um, in the second quarter, the consensus narrative seems to be that the Chinese recovery never happened, that the economy is fading, and that as because the economy is fading, it requires big stimulus to save it. That's not right. So the second quarter, you saw a recovery. You saw a sequential recovery. If you look at China Beige Book data, you look at Saishin data, you were seeing month-to-month improvement. You were seeing better data in Q2 than you saw in Q1. You're seeing a better on-year performance, clearly. So you're seeing a recovery. You're just not seeing the recovery that we were promised by a lot of bulls earlier this year. So you're seeing a recovery that's not doing that well, but... There is a recovery. It's not a collapse. The economy is not falling apart, although it is under a lot of pressure and it's not it's not in great situation. So do we need stimulus? Does the government think we need stimulus? No. There's policy support we're going to see in Q3. I think they've been very clear that they're going to that they're they want to give the economy a little bit of support from its from where it's been lately. But the reality is is that the economy is not collapsing, so therefore the economy does not need the big bang fiscal or monetary stimulus. Uh, and so I don't think we're going to see it. In the U.S., so much of U.S. economic growth is consumer spending. It's my understanding in China, it's much more infrastructure building and and real estate. So I want to bring that into the picture. How much of the slowdown of, of last year is just these these you know construction projects are, are are not being being built? And also, you know, in the U.S., the stimulus of 2020 and 2021 of you know, literally sending uh, U.S. citizens money. That was uh, very effective at promoting consumer spending, which you know, if, if uh, consumer spending in China is promoted, economic growth you know, sh- should be good, uh, maybe. But is that on the table in, in China? What would it, a, a policy support? You said there's no no big stimulus, but there's going to be policy support. What are the, what do those words mean? Yeah, I, I think one of the the major what you just alluded to. I think one of the major problems that people got this 
you know, had their expectations too high, is that in the U.S., which is a consuming nation, super consuming nation, uh, which also received lots of consumer side household stimulus, uh, you saw you saw a beautiful rally. But the Chinese are savers. We know that uh, there hasn't been strong support. What there has been has been on the supply side, as always. So you, you were never prepped to have the same type of rally because the conditions uh, and the environment weren't the same in the U.S. as, as they are in China. That's one of the, the main differences. Real estate's an absolute mess. So it, it's the, the reason that we're not seeing a recovery, the worst of all, nothing's doing particularly well, but the worst of all is the property sector. Uh, we look at manufacturing. I think there's some wonky reasons we can go into some time of why people think that the manufacturing sector is doing worse than it actually is. Mm. Tip you most mostly because people don't understand that the contracting PMI does not mean the sector it's actually contracting the sector is actually contracting. Uh, but look, manufacturing is doing okay. It, it's it's been going like gangbusters for three years. It's not doing great. You know, it's 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 peaked. It's going to have headwinds, but it's doing okay. You know, services and retail haven't been doing great. They have either, but they have been improving. It is property that's that's really in bad shape. So. I think none of the sectors are hitting expectations other than maybe manufacturing, which there weren't high expectations for, but property is certainly the worst, uh, the worst of all of them. And I think that's why there's so much belief that the government's going to say, hey, property's not doing well. We need to flip back to the old methods, flip back to the old playbook and really start build, build, build and get the growth number up. But that's not the way Xi Jinping thinks. It's not the way Xi Jinping has acted. It's not how he has led the economy for at least five years now. So I think, uh, you know, in addition to the original reason, I don't think we're going to see big bank stimulus, which is you don't really need it yet. Uh, it's also there's no evidence whatsoever that that's the type that, that Xi Jinping is focused on high levels of growth, that Xi Jinping is scared and needs to needs to deliver big bang stimulus in order to juice property, in order to get the growth number as a bragging as a bragging point. I just think people are, again, ahead of their skis on this one. So what what is a level of growth that Xi Jinping would aim for? I, I know for a while, you know, China, obviously 2000s grew super, super high. And while they targeted 8%, 8%, 6%. So they tried to get over that bogey and in some cases did some you know, economic uh, account, creative accounting to, to, to get there. Why is that motivation no longer there? Well, because China's economic growth models changed. I think that if you ask what, what growth what growth number Xi Jinping wants, I don't think Xi Jinping cares. I think that there is a politically problematic number that if they've been reporting very high levels for, for a number of years and that the growth number falls off a cliff, it'll 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 cause a, a, a problem. But I think that the idea here that, that she's focused on the growth number or he's focused on delivering better economic numbers or he needs to stimulate in order to get those better numbers, I just don't think there's any evidence of that anymore. So do I think I think that the, the growth is going to be much slower going forward. Sure. Are we going to see 4%-ish in the, in the next several years? Sure. It's not, things aren't going to fall off a cliff. They understand that report going from high levels to nothing will undermine some of what they're trying to do. But I don't think that the growth number and uh, you know, the, those dynamics of the economy are, are a priority for this for this leadership. Yeah, so four percent growth for America is very high, but for China, compared to recent levels or you know past twenty years, it, it is exceptionally low. You reference PMIs having some errors, so you know general understanding of PMIs is above fifty indicates growth, below fifty indicates contraction. Mathematically, that has its own problems, but specifically within China, why does a PMI below fifty not indicate contraction? You specifically said that. Why did you mean that? And also, just tell us uh, quickly about the. So in Indicators at China Beige Book that, uh, uh, that that you track that you think give us a better picture. Yeah, so just on the PMI point.
point. Uh, I don't think any PMI contracting means the sector's actually contracting. I mean, we, we do a lot of diffusion indexes, and 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 I understand that's what the headlines say. But it, the manufacturing sector, if you believe a PMI contracting story, is it contracted in April, it contracted again in May, it contracted even deeper in June, it contracted even deeper in July. So you have this spiraling contraction. But what do other official data say? If you look at the secondary industry component of GDP, you look at industrial output, there were reasonable gains. There's actually an, they were an upside beat in the Q2 numbers. Now, does that mean manufacturing and industry is doing great? No, but it means it's positive, it's, it's growing, it's, and, and it's improving. So you've got one set of official data saying things are improving, albeit mildly, another saying, oh, things are contracting, going terribly. The, under, the misunderstanding here is that, is that these, some of these data are, are highly uh, in tension with each other. Month-on-month -month data in China doesn't accord with quarter-on-quarter -quarter or year-on-year -year data. Year-on-year -year data in 2023 is particularly terrible because of the, it's, uh, the base was last year in COVID zero lockdowns. So the big problem here is not that China is manipulating its data. I mean, these are problems that we, you and I have talked about for years and years. The big problem is that they release some data the data don't make sense. The data tell conflicting stories. And what people see is a disappointing rally. And so they read into that a collapsing economy. So if over the prior 10 years, China has uh, reported very high GDP growth and you have you know, somewhat consistently been a skeptic, actually saying real growth is somewhat lower, you actually now say in China, it's not as bad as some of the data indicate. It's not as bad right now as some of the uh, uh, China economic bears are saying. That's exactly right. So you always have to look at the at, at cyclically what's happening and then what's structurally what's happening. China structurally is in a long-term structural slowdown. We just talked about 4% growth. That's not where it's going. It's going down to 2% or 1% growth in, in the future. Uh, but right now, they're, they're sort of in the middle ground. The cyclical comeback is sort of interesting because uh, along this structural route, what you have right now coming off COVID zero, though not very strongly, is a cyclical bounce back in the economy, a, a mild cyclical recovery. So, you know, you're seeing uh, improvement in the numbers. And I think people are too, are, are, are too bearish on the dynamics right now in China on cyclically. Structurally, I think they're too mm, optimistic because okay. they don't understand really where China's headed on this. So again, 2023 was always going to be a, a bit of a head fake because you know, you're talking about growth, you're talking about recoveries, whereas the trajectory of China is, is much slower for much longer. But you know, that's, that, that's some of the many reasons why people are confused about the Chinese economy right now. Yeah, well, Leela, we could do this for uh, two more hours. I hope to interview you on, on Forward Guidance proper uh, for, for long form, but uh, we got to let you go. So thank you to Camp Kotak and, and David Kotak for uh, making this happen. And thank you, Leela Miller.